All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to. Take <laughs> 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 twenty. Take <laughs> twenty. Okay, so let's start. Let's go in. Let's go in. Let's smash this out of the park. To Matt, first question. Name, family, <laughs> what the year's been like so far. Thank you, JL. Long, long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> first time <laughs> caller. <laughs> nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks uh, for saying yes. Yeah, pleasure. Good to yeah. have you catch up. And yeah. Uh, yeah, my name's Matt. Um, most people call me Bondi because of the surname, so that, that works well as well. Blondie. Bondi. Bondi. Matt Bond. Yeah. Yep. Very common. Oh, it's different online. It is. Uh, I have to. Yeah. I have to kind of, what's the word? De-identify myself, yeah. technically, when you're working in counselling. Yeah. Mm. So that answers that next question. So I work as a counsellor and psychotherapist, and I work part-time as a disability support worker as well. That's fun. So yeah. You got any brothers or sisters? I do. I've got um, two brothers and one sister. They're pretty awesome. That's fresh. Yeah. Do you know, in your last trip, I thought you were going to Russia. My last trip, I think a few people thought that as well. Yeah. Uh, it was because I was catching up with some friends, um, some friends from Russia, but we're <laughs> kind of not wanting to be in Russia at the moment. And so they were in Sri Lanka and we were meeting and in like the middle. I so, I so, like, the timing was when the Russian and Ukraine thing is happening. You're like, oh, yeah, this seems like a nice time to go. But I'm sure you <laughs> planned your tickets way long. Well, uh, I mean, we've been on lockdown ago. for two years, so yeah. we couldn't leave. Yeah, so it's been a long, long wait. And some of those friends I've been meaning to catch up with for over a decade. So it's just the fact that I'm finally not studying. <laughs> I can actually afford a ticket. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. wild. That was <laughs> a long student life, if you yeah. believe that one. Yeah. Uh, Nate? Oh, sorry, I shouldn't give you a name before that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, uh my name is Nate. <laughs> and uh You like to party? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's just you, mate. <laughs> uh yeah. So Nate, family, mom, dad, younger brother and sister. Um occupation. Oh, you're the oldest. Yeah, I am the youngest. Yeah, cool. Oldest, yeah. Should should I have mentioned I have parents? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I thought just that was assumed. You just <laughs> mysteriously <laughs> appeared. Sorry, mum. Sorry, <laughs> dad. That's the wrong one. Straight after Mother's Day as well. Oh, and yeah, and it was just, it was my dad's birthday yesterday. As wow. Well. <laughs> it's a good thing they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> You're safe for now. Um, chaplaincy at the moment is my occupation. Yeah. Uh, at Alter One College. That's fresh this year. And that's about it, yeah. I think. And I'm Jean-Luc, and Nate and I, we host this podcast together. Uh, I'm one of seven, first born, and I also work at Old One as an educational assistant, work with youth, and do a bit of media on the side as well for church. All right, let's go. Favorite dessert? Hmm. I, I can't... Or a guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah, guilty pleasure. Because <laughs> I don't usually have it very often, but I really like a good caramel slice. Mm. It's just perfection, I think. They got yes. that They got that one right. And I don't really like sweet things or desserts, so yeah. I break mm. the rules for that one. Break every rule. <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus broke the chains. Yeah. Oh, my. Too soon. All right. <laughs> Nate, 
got any uh, anything French pastry really? Ah, we we eat my little croissant. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crepes. I like a good carb that's fluffy. A good fluffy carb. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's kind of deceiving, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah all that much. butter and a croissant, <laughs> you're like, oh, you know, and it's like low carbs, but like fat. <laughs> just absolute fat. Totally worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. I tell you what, I, I, I try my first crepe. Crepe. <laughs> <laughs> if I must say it like that, uh, oui. uh, I tried my first crepe when I went to Sydney uh, in 2016. Oui. Oh wow! Uh, okay. It was delicious, huh? Yeah, mm. um, so pretty bit, pretty bit good. But <laughs> my guilty pleasure, um, I would say, is a brownie. Uh, uh, not snail. Contrary to popular belief. Yeah, yeah, it's snail. Um, I <laughs> can I come back from that? I can't come back from that. <laughs> I learned how to make Nutella brownies, and uh, that is now a staple oh, that's in nice. my house. Oh, nice. Um, people who wouldn't know you, who, well, people, sometimes, <laughs> what's something that people wouldn't know you unless they lived with you? And then tell us about <laughs> your favorite time of the day, following that. So, I, I will probably say, if you didn't live with me, you wouldn't actually know that I was a Mm. And my favorite time of the day is night time. <laughs> I hate morning people. <laughs> Sorry, I hate mornings, <laughs> not morning people. I don't hate people. Morning, morning, morning people emails. literally includes everybody in the morning, you realize. <laughs> 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 You're just walking around, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. It's very good. <laughs> it's very, very good. It's a good thing I, we don't live in America <laughs> because they're all in danger. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Guns. <laughs> that was the <laughs> reference. Guns. We, we, we got straight it. away. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> thank you for shooting us straight. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go on. Um, uh, something people probably wouldn't know about me, and I didn't ever think I would actually become this way either. I love anime. And me and the housemates love mm. to just chill out every once in a while. Get out of here. And watch some anime. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think we're on You're like on that end and that end. Yeah. You just bring it all together. Um, I'm an outlier. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, my housemates and anybody that's lived with me over the years, and I probably picked this up with dad from dad, and my siblings have picked this up from dad too, is when we lose stuff, we get really angry. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, ah, no, the world isn't ending on anything because I can't find this one thing. So we've all had to slowly learn how to kind of take a step back we don't take it out on housemates, but housemates, they just hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you apologise, and they're like, we know. <laughs> but now I've started to realise that's kind of a helpful little thing, because when I start to lose things, that's yeah. my little telltale for I've got too much on my plate, I need to look under the bonnet and see what's going on in the engine. Right, mm. yeah. right, right, okay. And yeah. favourite time of day usually was night time. There's something quieter about it. It's easier and simpler, and you can watch... You can watch the TV without having it turned up very loud, you know. You can yes. soak up that sound. But I, I've started to really fall in love with the golden hour. And so when I'm coming out of work sometimes in the city at 5pm, oh, that is just stunning, absolutely <coughs> stunning. Golden hour is a photographer's 
during yeah. post mining and that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, Tell us all your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think something people probably wouldn't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, I literally, I don't mind, like, just... Well, I don't mind, like, strumming the guitar a bit. Like, I don't do it all the time, but, like, I think I've written a few things here and there. Oh, so you're a songwriter? No, it's not that. It's just more, like, thoughts onto a paper. But music just helps. I think that's probably something I do to kind of de-stress from, like I was telling you earlier, a bit of a crazy week. Yeah. And so yeah. I think... I, think I, I think that does actually make you a songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> Every songwriter I know is no, that. No, terrible. No, bro, I'm just trying to express myself. <laughs> uh, I think it's more just like a prayer sort of thing, really. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I like Kay. nature and I like worship, but I just can't like just not do prayer and something else at the same time. Mm. So, so be like the Psalms, eh? Oh, I don't know. It's it's, it's very like it's a bit raw. Yeah, I know, but like (laughs) I read a psalm the other day and it was like Blessed is the person who would grab the children he's talking about imprecatory um, of the We're going there Babylonians (laughs) and dash them against stones. Like take babies and and strike them against stones. I'm like and that's how it ends. Yeah. There's nothing after that. It's like seeing that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's pretty gnarly. <laughs> C.S. Lewis was like, how did that make it in? <laughs> yeah. But I think what you're saying is you, you really like to do stuff, mate, when you're, when you're praying. Yeah, like, I know everyone does it. Like, when they're praying, they get, like, super raw. But I think if anyone didn't, like, live with me, would actually understand, like, I, I cuss quite a bit in my prayers. <laughs> oh, yeah? Mm. And, like, just get it all out. Like, mm. I think there's a... You know, there's a there's a way that you're supposed to be a chaplain in certain circumstances and stuff, but yeah. I think it's like the last time I remember being this way was probably when I was playing rugby. It was just like <laughs> f this, f that, and everything. Yeah. So I think that rawness. Yeah. I think if you didn't know me or live with me, you probably wouldn't know that. So you're kind of feeling a bit pushed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just like beyond your comfort th- zones, kind of thing. Or? Oh, it's more just like a. <coughs> A time where it's just like I'm actually, I feel like I'm at my most vulnerable and my most honest, I guess you could say. With God. Yeah, with yeah. God or just like getting things out. Mm. And rugby used to help that, but then, concu- you know, concussions didn't help. <laughs> yeah, super cool. Um, it's interesting how that's kind of like a, you, you can't get around vulnerability. Like if you're really going to pray, mm. it's hand in hand with that. And yeah. it's not easy sometimes. So, yeah, it pours out what, uh, what yeah. we've got going on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's also a bit stupid trying to not be vulnerable <sighs> yeah. when you're praying. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like, well, not stupid, but. We're good at stupid. it. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're good, good at not being vulnerable. Cl- that's what, what's what. True. If you know how we're always talking about adulting? <laughs> 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 how adulting is so impressive. One of the 
adulting things that isn't impressive is we don't know when to actually be scared. We don't know mm, what it is to kind of yeah, actually be vulnerable. That's that's a, so true. A kid on a train crying has got more prowess mm. <laughs> than, you know, the businessman in their 50s who runs an, you know, 500k company or something. Yeah, doing mm. the same. That's weird. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we definitely need that vulnerability, but it's not necessarily easily accessed. And sometimes yeah. we need to cast. Sometimes we need to kind of actually let it pour out. There's not many safe spaces, I guess you would say, you know. There's not Even many safe spaces. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, as in, like, there's not many very, as in thinking childness and stuff, where kids feel safe with you, that's just like, everything. But it's like the space, like, I don't know, for church stuff, it's like, I don't know if you guys feel it, but sometimes when you're in a church situation or your friends, it's like, you do always sometimes have a filter that comes up. It's like, I do want to talk about this, but I'll just use the cliche. Kind of uh, tell you how I might be feeling so so you can kind of leave me alone instead of like telling you how it really is yeah because you're more scared of how people would react to you rather than the opportunity or i don't know is that maybe because you've been leading a lot of these people and so potentially it's because i know like for some for some spaces in churches oh well even in different spaces, like you kind of, when you put on a hat, mm. it's a lot harder to get out of the perceived definition of what that's meant to look like in a workspace. So, like a church, if you're leading, mm. then I don't know how how um, recent it's been that leaders are embracing becoming more vulnerable. Mm. Leading a small group. If you're discipling one person, you know, like you have a relationship with them and they go and ask you, Hey Nate, how are you? <laughs> yeah. It's exactly. very yeah. rare that just like oh yeah. For the listener <laughs> JL just cringed and look like I did not cringe. I was trying was to make cry. a cry face. <laughs> That's what people do when they cry. JL they cringe. They cringe when they cry. <laughs> it's so you uncomfortable. Seen yourself in a mirror crying before. <laughs> oh my gosh Ah. yeah but it's a yeah i don't know there's filters everywhere not only on social media there was something interesting i remember um there was a mentor that i had that um it it really stayed with me he he had said something and he learned it from uh, an author as well Mm -hmm. we often if we find ourselves in leadership um Mm. or just in any particular kind of space where we're the ones carrying others we can often forget that we're human and that's that's a really big part of it if we forget that we're human then we are seeing ourselves as the role and only the role and any role that we have has limitations to it and the fundamental limitation i mean there's lots but the fundamental one is that we're human and Mm. we Mm. you know forget to feel we forget to allow ourselves to feel. We forget, and so he he used to say that like in training me up, and he also I think he put it in a book as well. And there was the author that he'd read it from as well that he quoted, and he's just like most of the people that he goes and sees pastorally is essentially people that have forgotten that somewhere along the lines that they're, they're still human, and that they're supposed to continue to be exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty true. Because I think it's probably also, speaking from experience, it probably is a little bit more, it's easier. Not necessarily natural. I I don't know if there's any naturalness about it, but it's probably easier to kind of slot into a role. Mm. And just will feel those parameters compartmentalized per se, um, than it is to be vulnerable, I guess, or be human, whatever that means. I don't know. Depending on the level of pressure that you're under and expectation, because well, um, it's messy and it's not controlling. Yeah, mm. it's out. man. Vulnerability is so messy. Interestingly enough, I mean, it depends on what the cost is. So, in what do you mean? Well, in certain settings, it might be all right uh, to be vulnerable. There might be some people that are, you know, always vulnerable. Like, all right, <laughs> take it down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> Just met you, and I don't need to know that story. How many people have you met where that's kind of come up? You know, and so yeah. There's there's a cost, and sometimes uh, I think there are some costs we're not willing to pay. And whether it's vulnerability or it's something else, we might not necessarily be willing to pay. And so it's got to do with our subjective world. That's usually where vulnerability lives as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. If we're feeling like we'd rather play the role and to have some control... Um, then we will probably make more of our identity based off of that and we'll see ourselves through that lens. But if we're willing to be a bit more honest with ourselves and into a maybe less safer area, then we might allow ourselves to be more vulnerable. But it'll cost us more. Yes. Mm. So there's usually a cost involved. Hmm. What we're willing to pay kind of lets us see what, what, what... our past record has been. Yeah, that's mm. true. That's true. Um, <laughs> that's good. And I don't yeah. know if like people generally want to pay that kind of cost. Mm. That and and if I'm hearing you correctly, my thoughts immediately go the kind of cost that you go, oh, you might pay. That might be involved with being vulnerable. Might be the level of trust that people have with you because of how they perceive you being a vulnerable means. You know, like it might mean, oh, I don't think I'll come to you anymore with all this Mm. stuff, or I might not ask you how you are anymore because, you know, because like obviously Mm. um, there is the extreme of the people who are just like, there's just an open book and they don't understand boundaries. Um, but the other side of that, I think, as well, is that the people who... And I've got a couple of friends who are um, authentic enough that what you see is what you get. And so they're, they're okay with being vulnerable. And the flip side of that is how it's handled um, by whoever it is you're being vulnerable with. It's how, it's, how it's handled. Because that's also... Um, is one of, th- one of the phenomenons that I, that I see is that... Um, when you when you realize it, well, when you go and you're vulnerable and you decide, hey, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lay it out there. Um, the way it's handled, if you're not prepared for, <laughs> for what might happen, like obviously mm-hmm. you can't, you can't control people's um, 
reactions, but the way it's handled um, can very much lead you to conclusions about whether or not you decide to stay vulnerable or you climb up. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, the cost, you definitely got to count it. Um, yeah. It's good. Good advice. Um, how, well, I want to ask this as well. What's the best piece of advice you've gotten this year so far? This year? This year. And that you're actually applying. We don't want advice that is heard <laughs> and unapplied. He's like a man building his house on the on the sand. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> <laughs> no, not soon enough. <laughs> um, I think be more playful and be a bit m- less serious. Especially in my job. <laughs> oh, I work. At work and just life in general. Because mm. it flows. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit Be more about more that? Playful. That's really cool. Um, as well. I think because I think there's always, you know, always play the comparison game and especially as a chaplain sort of thing. There's certain expectations you have from top down with what you're supposed to do in the college. But I think each... Obviously, each person has their own abilities and their own kind of thing that they bring to the role. And I think I've, I guess, finally figured out that for the kids that I'm working with, the playfulness and just having fun actually is that missing part that they actually never had the chance to do as much. And I think one of my old work, like Janet, who's my teacher before. Yo, what up, Janet? What up, She's Janet? amazing. Crazy, Janet. Um, She's so good. Basically, it just challenged me, like, just stop being so serious and also just don't think about the process because I used to just really just love, like, I look back on journals from years ago and just this guy, like, this young 20-year-old is, like, convicting the hell out of me, like, just writing and then goes into prayer about stuff and then here I am trying to be so serious about trying to get things right and um, the playfulness, I think, just releases that creativity in me, I think, and... Also, I don't know for some way, I think, I don't know if you guys find this, but creativity for me and playfulness kind of releases a more prayerful lifestyle. And I think I get more in- intimate with the Holy Spirit in that way. And I think this year, learning to just have fun, like in such the last couple of years, I've been so serious for work myself. Um, I think playfulness has actually helped me to. Not only not take things too seriously, but actually um, be able to, in one way, um, be vulnerable in by not like trying to s- like bleed on people, but like be vulnerable in the sense of like it's okay to make mistakes. So an example that mistakes are part of life, and that in a safe environment you can actually grow through it. And I think. I think that's something in the last two years of doing youth and other things. There's been kind of a, I think I've gotten too caught up in the cog and the mechanism of ministry and stuff. And like, and sometimes kind of using that as the, what would you say? Uh, Using it as a replacement sometimes of my faith journey, which is like, doing church because it helps me to stay a Christian rather than 
being a Christian to like being an apprentice of Jesus to help grow the church and the other way around instead of like being a taker rather than a feeder. Mm. And then I also realized that being playful is actually part of my nature, which I actually forgot. And being playful actually releases other people to be more themselves. And I think that was a really good advice for me this year to just to like, yeah, even amongst all the craziness, just like one big thing that I've kind of been resonating with for a while, this word called this word wait for years, just like just pausing and just waiting on God and those two things, playfulness and just waiting because a lot of times we can react to things or situations or moments when God doesn't come through or doesn't speak true away. And I think I've learned the the word wait has actually changed definition so many times in the years prior to now and playfulness is like, bro, just chill out, man. Like, don't take life so seriously. And I think I read the other day in a journal and just like, <laughs> get over yourself. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I used to tell that to all my youth kids all the time. Like, just it's not about you. Get over yourself, and then like look at me, flip and forget everything. <laughs> so I think playfulness has helped me to kind of like get back in line with God again. And obviously, the flow of that it aff- affects the other parts of my life as well. For sure. So I don't. Know. Yeah, it's that's a super roundabout cool. way of going about it. But yeah, no, I like it. It sounds like a lesson that you knew before as well, and it's kind of come back. Maybe even got soaked in a little bit deeper. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I don't know when did I start becoming so serious, but yeah, it's just, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird how you can forget to be playful when you get older. I think that started to stop when you got introduced to me. Because <laughs> I don't take many things seriously. <laughs> at all. That's JL taking the credit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, we've had some really big conversations but then like mm. so I'm just taking drugs <laughs> <laughs> surely there's a tune for that <laughs> <laughs> oh wait 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 wait, wait. yeah that what are you <laughs> <laughs> and now for drugs <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh you're asking before how we'd get cancelled <laughs> <laughs> that was it To your emails, <laughs> should really set up an email account for that. Oh. Be interesting. Yeah, well, <laughs> and then we can read them later in <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> in the podcast, yes, the comments. Um, I think people do that as a prank thing. They they go around deliberately making something really annoying and then like, <laughs> making it clear that there's a, a complaints line, <laughs> and they just get all this like comedy yes. gold. It's kind of deceptive, but like. Well, it is a way to come up with world (laughs) (laughs) gravitate towards this. Great way to come up with new content. Yeah. Um, No, no, no. I mean, I'm not taking credit for that, but I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) no way. I'm, I'm no way. I'm taking credit for that. But like, I, I know that we have quite a lot of like super serious chats, Um, and I mean, we've just like started to reconnect even more. Mm. But I don't think like probably like ninety percent. Of our <laughs> interactions online are just memes. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, things that other people shouldn't see <laughs> in terms of <laughs> memes. <laughs> it was a <laughs> daily fix from JL that <laughs> helped me through some good times <laughs> and some hard times. 
Very much appreciated. Yeah. Because yeah. like, what was the latest one? It was that TikTok with the dog. Yeah. TikTok with the dog. So this is It's actually so bad. I'm gonna show you. It's actually so bad. Um, uh, I will send you um like a naughty one too. That's that's a fun one. Um, it's this dog that gets run over, and then people come up to it. Wait, I haven't seen this. And people come up and what? Maybe I missed this. Oh, wait, oh. I sent this to you, bro. Oh, the KFC. Uh, <laughs> have you seen that? <laughs> oh. I, I, maybe I haven't. Yeah, I that's actually, have. that's hilarious. It's a new KFC. I you sent it to <laughs> him and not me. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I knew you'd like it. Now it's on, It's going to be online. Oh, he's thrown it. The dog's, oh, messy. <laughs> Playing on that. Yeah. That's, um. <laughs> the dog's still there. Oh gosh, that's so oh, bad. Oh gosh, that's like a golden rule. You just you don't kill you dogs, don't and then <laughs> on top of that, you don't show the dog dead, and then you don't show someone celebrating that next to the dog. <laughs> I'm just to be honest. I'm glad that it w- they didn't actually try to. Mm. Um, to have like Asian actors playing oh, because that would that actually sounds. cost a massive lot. What do you oh. mean? Wow. <laughs> 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 Asian actors part. doing KFC? No, not doing KFC. Oh. Eating a pet. Oh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh dear. Um, I should not have asked. I feel like in I, 10 I feel years like that was loaded. <laughs> no, no, genuinely like was you like. Were genuinely oh yeah, I was curious. Genuinely. Like yeah, why? Yeah. I wasn't thinking about the. Dr- yeah, I'm not gonna. Uh, anyways, <laughs> not. Um, but yeah, ten years from now, people were like, "What's the KFC joke?" No, <laughs> we won't remember the jingle and the random kind of juxtapose. It was maybe just. That's maybe the funny thing about ads is they live so brilliantly for a time, and if they're mm. really, really good, they might even last for a, a stupidly long amount of time. Like, how many people know the what is it? Hey Marge, the reins are out, <laughs> and it's what like is that one. That's oh, like it's McCain. about the peas, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow, stuff. that's old. But like that was just said so much when I was growing up. Everyone thought it was like the funniest thing. <laughs> it, it was pretty funny. Um, but like most ads, you just have like it's a seasonal joke, and then after that, you kind of like mm. there's a dog dead in that TikTok. <laughs> And they're laughing and eating food. <laughs> like, it just won't connect at all. They won't no, get it. No, it will not. Yeah. It will not. I mean, we've been, we have been inundated with KFC ads. So they're many. They're getting, they're getting, <laughs> it's not even creative anymore. I don't <laughs> think yeah. it's creative. You're just waiting for the jingle to hit so you can get <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, 